You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello, Sid Talk. Welcome to After The Show. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I thought I'd come off, you know, quickly. I forgot, I forgot you were doing the 20 seconds. I just forgot you were about to start talking. So I surprised you. <laughs> he did. What he does is 20 seconds of silence before we get going, and I sort of went off into my old la-la land, and then, boo! So I woke you, you up, sneaked basically. up on me. Okay, so it's all, wake up, it's time to do the podcast. I'm up, I'm in, I'm in. All right. So what's the before, the after the show discussion we were having? This movie, the truth, quote-unquote, about the history of it. We'll go into it as we get into the review. So yeah. here we go. Saturday, February the 26th. This is after the show number 725. We're a movie review podcast. We bring you a movie review every week. This week, we bring you The Kingsman. It's a 2021 movie streaming now and available on 4K and digital and streaming wherever you want to stream it. Rated R, and it's from our friends at Disney and Fox who sent us a copy to review. Sid Talk, can you give us the synopsis of this fine movie? It is the origin of the Kingsman, if you've seen other Kingsman movies. Essentially, it's the beginning of a secret, we're not going to say spy organization, just secret agents who are trying to protect the world from the politicians and the warmongers. This is the one off the box. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. In the early years of the 20th century, the Kingsman Agency is formed to stand against a cabal plotting a war to wipe out millions. Yeah, that's fair. And that's what it is. And we have seen both the other two Kingsman movies, which were called Kingsman the Secret Service and Kingsman the Golden Circle. Now, this one's just The King's Man, and it's the prequel, basically. Sidtar, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. The end. Goodbye, everyone. Now I can go get supper, right? How did you feel about the other two movies? I enjoyed them. A lot. The end. <laughs> you know, I've said it many times. When I enjoy a movie, like really like it. Now, I'm not saying it's a great movie. It's not like a, you know, triumph in cinema or storytelling or anything like that. It's just a fun, albeit violent. Let's not be delusional here. It's a violence about war and violence and whatnot. But in that trying to be funny and kind of lighthearted way. Yeah. I know you can't do that. That sounds terrible, but. You have to see it, you'll know what I'm saying. It's not like a deep, dark kind of a vibe. It's cartoony because it's from a graphic novel, so you've got that going on. But I just really enjoy digging into that world. I like that it has an entire history behind it. You have to build up every person, or you have to learn about every person deeply to really get into why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, I cried in this movie a lot. I noticed. So there will be spoilers. I'll tell you one thing, I really enjoyed it also, and I really love the other two Kingsman movies. I think it's a really cool franchise that's different from other stuff, even though you could say it's kind of like James Bond, but a bit more adult. Not adult, but graphic, let's say. One thing I did notice different about The King's Man, this one we just watched, is it didn't have as much of a sense of humor as the other two did. True, I noticed that too, because they are addressing like actual war. Right. It feels like they toned down the jokey part of it. Because one thing that I didn't like about the original Kingsman was the humor got really stupid at points. 
I don't know if you remember, there's like an anal pretty- sex gag that goes twice in two movies. Don't recall that. It's almost, you say to yourself, Eye rolling. What's happening here? Like, because the rest of the movie wasn't this. What's this part? Got it. This doesn't ever go for that. And I was kind of like expecting something really bizarre to happen at some point. I mean, the dancing fight with Rasputin. Come on. That was super ridiculous. I think the dance, this movie has a a fight with Rasputin. A dance fight. A dance fight, Cossack dancing. It's ballet dancing. It's if you don't awesome. know who Rasputin was, he see from what history books tell us, he was a crazy mofo who convinced the Tsar of Russia a bunch of things, and then and he was kind of who knows what was up. Look him up yourself, Rasputin. He's a real person. Maybe you've heard of him in fiction and other movies and whatnot. He, he was actually, described. He existed. I was reading about the real Rasputin, and he was described right in the first paragraph as a religious zealot. Yes. Who kind of contaminates people with his thing <laughs> yes and you know i don't know i wasn't there and i don't always trust the accounts of history that people tell but yeah it just sounds like not a stable individual so he's a main player in this movie there's a scene where he's really weird with the like leg and like is he magical you know he like heals the it's guy's very leg strange. it's very weird so there's where that weird sense of humor kind of lived in the movie, in that whole scene. And then the dancing is literally him spinning around like a ballet dancer on the table with the knife and everything. So it was quite cool that scene, I have to say, because I wasn't expecting that to occur. I felt like it was really long and got Larry boring, but then I'm not a fight scene person. So there you go. Right. If you like a, a fight scene with knives and ice, <laughs> it has a lot of elements actually going on. It did, yeah. A man in his underpants, it's kind of crazy. So, yeah, there is a sense of humor, but it's nowhere near. They kind of reined it in, and I think they reined it in because it's actually more emotional, this one, and more serious, this subject, right? Like, I mean, it's emotional, this one. Yep. For me, it was. I I got attached to the people, and then, spoiler alert, they don't all make... Yeah, don't get attached to anybody in this (laughs) franchise. (laughs) No, Because it happens in the other movies also. Yeah. If you like certain characters, you're probably not going to see them all the time. If ever, again. Let's say some spoilers here for The Kingsman. Spoilers, go away, come back when you've seen it. I recommend you see it. Come back. There's a moment in the middle of the movie, in the trenches. World War I trenches. It's totally left field, didn't see it coming. Had no idea that was up. Oh my goodness, no. I mean, none of that. That was all intense. Basically, the person they're building up to be the main character. Which I'm expecting to be in the very final scene of the movie, finally becomes the Kingsman. So they messed with your head. Yeah, they killed him in a very interesting way. Yes. An interesting way because it was about spies and stuff. Like he got killed because somebody thought he was a spy. And Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was really shocking because I hadn't. he just did a very heroic thing just before it happened. And I was like, this guy is going to be the badass. He's going to be the guy in this whole thing. He was not. I couldn't get over it for about five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Did that really happen? Is this a simulation? You know, they do weird things in these movies. True. In the first one. And I was like, no, no, we just killed our main guy. Crazy. What movies do that? That's why it was so left field for me. Because you kind of get with the rhythm and flow of movies, don't you? Maybe that's a good thing. So it's explained right at the beginning that the kid is not to be put in any danger. 
the dad doesn't want the kid to be put in any danger. But the kid's kind of heroic. He wants to be in the war. He wants to stand for king and country. And they're trying to protect him. And that was where I thought, well, he'll be all right. Because the kingsmen are behind him, right? But they're not actually the kingsmen yet, are they? So that's the thing. Correct. They pull the rug out and then we have a final mission with what is the original kingsmen, right? They're, they're the original crew, these three people. Right, but I don't think they, I think they were working in concert with who ended up at the table at the end as well. Because there was a lot of uh, logistics that would have had to have been part of that. So in the end, we have the five people sitting at the round table, essentially, making up the original kingsmen. I think they were all involved, we just didn't see them. But there are some really cool action sequences in this movie. My favorite being, there's a parachute sequence with a plane. And with goats, let's say. Yeah. I think that's the best sequence of the entire movie. Because he jumps out of a plane with a parachute, which is like a nod to the other movies, do you remember? Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, I didn't, but I just read it. They have uh, training missions in the other, which involve parachutes. But they kind of nod at it here. But then he lands, like, on the side of a mountain, and he has to kind of make his way up this mountain. And it's so intense. <laughs> yeah. And it's also funny because of the goats. They have a big battle on top. Did you enjoy the end scene? Did you? Um, let's be very honest. Falling off of something tall is not my favorite way to dispatch with a bad guy. I kind of assumed the first time we saw that the bad guy lives in a, on top of a big mountain <laughs> yes. that somebody was falling off the mountain. <laughs> good point, to, good point. I just assumed immediately that that was the thing. But yeah, it's intense, the fight. There's a reveal at the end, which I saw come in. I don't think I saw it come in as quickly as you did, because you said you saw it yeah. immediately. It was about halfway through when I went, oh, such a guy, I haven't seen him for a while, what the hell? Where's that guy? And then I kind of cottoned on. Yeah. But I did think that Begbie was the baddie. Didn't you? No. The voice sounded like Begbie. No, I knew it was that guy the whole time. I was wholly expecting for a while that Robert Carlyle was just going to turn up at some point and we'd never seen him. Because mm. they keep doing this thing, you know, you've seen it a million times, where the baddie's always in shadow or it's the back of his head. I don't think I have. I thought about that. I'm like, no, I haven't really. Maybe for five minutes of the movie and then it's revealed, but never really, like, really extended. Like this one, they held out until the very end. Definitely seen it in comics a lot. Mm, I don't read comics, so there you go. It's easier in comics because you never hear somebody's accent so you can't kind of figure it out from the voice. True. And that guy was doing a particularly good Scottish accent, though, so he did throw me off a little bit. How do you relate it to the other two? Do you like it better than the other two? No. I think I like... I don't know. Do I you don't like know modern to, day better? I feel like it is all one... No, actually, the time... I like old... You know, I like period pieces and all that. I just see them as one big story. Now, the other two are more wacky, for yes. sure. So that makes it just a little bit like weird and different. Whereas this one was more like we really want to get across the point of the importance of the Kingsmen. The Kingsmen become this, like I said, a secret organization that can go above and beyond laws and politicians not to cause wars and do all the stuff, you know, like the, the bad guys want to do. Get Hitler involved and, you know, pit countries against each other. These guys want to, and Gal, want to like try to circumvent all of that just to keep humanity going and keep us all building things and making things and not warring all the time. So I feel like that's why it was more serious because like we need to understand 
why this exists. And it's not just some posh bunch of rich men, Goof. essentially, who are, you know, playing James Bond in a way. Because they are kind of playing James Bond in the other ones. I a little mean, bit. Sharp suits, fancy cars. Even Eggsy gets like a fancy car in the second Golden Circle one, remember, with mm-hmm. like missiles on it and stuff. So they were going James Bondy. But this one reigns it all back in. There is no gadgets or anything like that, is there at all? Not that I can remember. I mean, they're building them. He's got the parachute, which is a new invention. And he has know. a sword. I mean, remember, this is 1917, 18. Yeah. So airplanes were pretty new. So they're in an airplane. I mean, they can't introduce it to us as a new gadget. No. But it would have been a new thing back in the day. He has a walking cane sword. And there's a sword gun yeah. that the other guy has. So yeah, there's a few things. Matthew Vaughn, I was just reading. There's an end credit sequence, let's say, that involves Hitler. And Matthew Vaughn thought that Marvel had an end credit sequence where they introduced Thanos. And everybody was like, holy shit, Thanos. Well, he thought that Hitler was worse than Thanos. Well, it made sense. I mean, we were just dealing with World War I and with the idea that there's a dark force trying to manipulate governments and bigger agencies to make the world spin the way this group wants them to. And if we're coming up on World War II that wouldn't have existed yet at the point of this movie, uh, it only makes sense that they would start juggling these other people. So, yeah. It plays in the sandbox of the real world, but it takes liberties with everything, right? Mm. You can't go like, oh, well, they're very accurate there with that. No, they're not. Rasputin was a guy. Yes. (laughs) You could vaguely say that that scene was something like, his death, but vaguely. He didn't do a dance around a table, right? Not that I'm aware of. And I don't think, uh, well, maybe some of it is kind of true. I mean, apparently, if you look at history, they poisoned him, he stayed alive. They shot him, he stayed alive. They put him in freezing river to drown him, and that's where he eventually died. So They definitely made it seem, like you said earlier, that he might have some magic. Yeah. Or... or- like religion healing ability. Yes, something very bizarre. I don't know what that's about, but me either. And it, it was, was very strange. <laughs> the licking and the Yes, I was uncomfortable <laughs> and I don't get uncomfortable very often, so that was very weird. But fair play. I mean, these movies always have something weird and that is about that's the weirdest it gets. You mean what's his name? Ralph Fiennes? Getting oh. his leg licked by yeah, Re-Siphons. Re-Siphons, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, the other movies get really weird, but this one, like I say, reigns it in, but it does get weird. That is weird. I don't think it goes weirder after that, though. It no. stays on Once the track. Rasputin's dead, the weirdness is gone. Yeah, I think they were trying Well, more... the goats are a little weird, but... The goats are weird, but also... Yeah. Well, they made sense in the plot, Kashmir. Well, I mean, that was just his clue to find them. Yeah. Cashmere scarves. Uh, moving on to the cast, Ralph Fiennes plays Orlando Oxford, and he's our the founder of the Kingsman, right? Correct. What did you think of Ralph? That was really, really, really good. I always find him very authoritative. Yes, and authentically, like in this person. I know that sounds super pretentious, but this is the other movies borderline on comedy ish. Yeah. And he's not having any of that. I mean, he is, he's not comedy guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm convinced he's very serious about protecting his son and 
He understands his own political dynamic. You know, we find out he has a little secret place down in the basement and are starting to build this network of maids and butlers around the nation and different countries even. That's where it all really began to like spy on all these, you know, people in high places. So he's kind of got that and he's, but I don't feel like it's cartoony. So I like them. I liked him a lot. I mean, you can say the same for Bridget Jones' diary guy. I always forget his name. You know what I'm saying? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. You can, he's a very similar character, isn't mm-hmm. he? They've got their But power. he's got a bit of, he's more cheeky than this guy. He's more kind of smart-assy and like refined about him versus this guy who is just serious and sad because, I mean, spoiler again, his wife doesn't make it very long into the movie and he's just sad the whole time and raising his son and terrified that his son's going to be in danger someday and yeah the worst thing that could possibly happen to this guy was he would lose his son and then be alone right he, he feels not that yeah he... i don't know about being alone but i think just not being able to protect his son then we've got his son harry stickerson plays conrad oxford what did you think of conrad i feel like he did a really good job i was completely convinced that he was a serious young man about being able to fight in the war but his dad's trying to protect him and Eventually, all he really is is like the hero guy. All he is? That, well, I mean, I mean, we don't get to know him in any other capacity other than he was a young boy when his mother was tragically killed. His father has protected him. However, he has been trained. He knows how to fight. He knows all the stuff, you know, that kind of thing. And then he goes off to be the hero. There's no other depth to him at all. We don't get to know him with other friends, with girls or boys or whatever. We don't get to know him. In any capacity, not even like, don't even see a scene of him midway through his youth sitting at a table with his nanny being extra smart or extra ornery or anything, right? You don't get any dimension to him except... Yeah, not enough. Yeah. But he, he was good. But he did a good job. Yeah. I was angling him as the uh, main guy for this whole series of things. He's older. <laughs> we got uh, Gemma Arterton as Polly. What did you think of her? Yeah, I liked her. I mean... I was thinking about, they didn't have women in the, it's the king's man or the mm-hmm. king's men, right? And they didn't have women in the other ones. They had women bad guys. Yeah, there was a woman agent, remember? There's a woman bad guy with a with a sword for a leg. No, he has, a, there's a woman that he does like a trial with. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. she's the, um, like the gadget woman for, first and then she becomes a I field agent. I think so, agent. yeah. Yeah. Polly is like the original equator to like Agent Carter in Ages of Shield, you mm. know, because Peggy Carter comes from well comes from World War Two era, but she's like this tough lady, you know. Uh, but I liked it where she uh, swore at the end. That was my favorite. <laughs> part. Yeah, ah. and she uh, was a really badass sniper. Then we've got Reese fans as Rasputin. What did you think of him? <laughs> I mean, other than being like the only kind of too over the top part. In the whole movie, which I wasn't in love with. Uh, he did a fine job doing that. If the movie had had a different vibe, I think it would have been better. Because he stands out. His The way he is in this character stands out against all of the more kind of realistic, I'm putting that in quotation marks, characters. He's m- the most cartoon based. Yeah. One thing it did remind me of quite a bit. You know, the like table with all the bad guys around it, basically. The vibe of all that reminded me of the show Preacher. You know how they played with like real figures like Hitler and stuff? Yeah. 
And it had that vibe to it, like that kind of silly, like Dr. Evil kind of vibe, because they're, you know. Yeah. But then it was also serious because they were playing with these real people. We've also got Digimon Hounzu as Shola. What did you think of him? I mean, he's good. He's always good. They, I don't feel like they let him do enough being a whole person, right? No. He's there to support. He's raised the kid as the butler guy. And now he's, you know, coming into the action part. He's also trained him to do all of his fighting. And, you know, he's a gentleman and all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel like also we didn't get to know any other dimension of him at all. Except no. that he's there to support and be a part of this whole thing. And Matthew Vaughn said he wants to explore this, you know, prequel version of Kingsman as much as he does the modern day one. So we probably get these people back together at some point. Right. Get to see more of them. And then Matthew Good plays Martin. And you know Matthew Good. I didn't recognize him. He's good. Do you like it? Got it. He's fine. But again, we got very little. He had like three lines. And then all of a sudden he's and then in, as the bad person, the bad guy, the villain. See, that's, we don't get to like get to know him except we understand that his he's got a vendetta about England and Scotland. That's it. That's the whole motivation for his entire trying to pit the bring the whole world down because England, whatever terrible thing they did to Scotland, I'm not discounting. I'm just saying that's his motivation. So all we see of him is over the top, you know, almost mustache twirling bad guy stuff. But that stuff fits with this. It does, but again, he stands out kind of like how Rasputin. Right. The other characters are, they fit in sort of between graphic novel and reality, and those guys are just way out there. So this is directed again by Matthew Vaughn, who directed the other movies. He also directed the Kick-Ass movies, X-Men First Class, Stardust, Layer Cake. The list goes on. What did you think of- Layer Cake, that is way back. Yeah. What do you think of Matthew Vaughn here? I mean, it's action. It's got a lot of CGI. I can only imagine it's totally full of CGI that we don't even know because we're downtown London, right? Yeah. World War One era. Yeah. 17, 19, whatever. And it just looks amazing. All of it looks amazing. The trenches of World War One. Yeah. The mountaintop thing. It's all, it looks amazing. So that's, I do credit a director for getting the whole project to stick together and have a high level of quality, which I, I think that it did. I really thought the plane sequence looked fantastic. And when it was, yeah, the yeah. plane was spinning Dog. around right next to him, it looked so dangerous. It did. I was like, oh my word. And again, it's probably all a computer, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. But it looked amazing. But yeah, I like the direction. And there is a distinct style to the Kingsman movies, and they don't do it as much again, like they don't do the comedy as much. You know that stop starty. Do you remember the scene in the church with yes. Colin Firth? Yeah. That's the kind of trademark Kingsman stuff, and they did it in the other movie. Mm. But they didn't do it as much here. Maybe a little bit with the Rasputin thing and a little bit with the fight at the end, just some slow-mo stuff, but I feel like he wanted this one to be different. That's the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like a bit more legit. It's not just a goof. It's like you've got to get behind these people. Right. And it's a serious matter. Like you say, you cried a couple of times. Yeah. There was a speech that Ralph Fiennes gives in the church for the funeral that is really sad. <laughs> well, yeah. It is his son's funeral. And he delivers it like, like a Shakespearean actor. That's what it felt like. Like he is me. telling you and the whole world. Yeah. You, I will not 
tolerate this, <laughs> basically is what it felt like. Yeah, I thought that speech was, and it's a real speech apparently I was reading, was the most moving part. You mean the poem that he read? Yeah, the poem, yeah. yeah. Uh, IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are reviews on a little website called imdb.com. And these are the ones that have one star, which you just love because you can't understand why people would take the time of their life to say these words or type these words with their little thumb on their little phone or the little fingers on their little keyboard. Things like, this movie wasted an hour and a half of my life. <laughs> right. One of our favorites. It's a classic. It's a classic. Loads of people seem to say that about movies. I would do a Scottish accent for this one, but I can't do one. Please don't. So here we go. This guy says, what a load of old tripe. Oh, God, you're doing it. <laughs> I mean, is that it? He says, dear God, what an absolute load of tosh. That's my Scottish accent. Please, everyone, forgive him. And then he if says, you forgive, forgive. <laughs> he says, uh, worst Scottish accent ever for a villain. Not the worst. <laughs> Clearly, not the worst. <laughs> cliche after cliche, not worth wasting your time. That was it. Okay. That's all I can do in Scotch. <sighs> we all made it through. We're good. We're good. All right, this guy says, terrible and stupid. This film is stupid from start to finish and also terrible. Terrible and stupid and okay. Yep, terrible and stupid. This film is stupid from start to finish and also terrible. That's it. That's the whole... <laughs> I okay, like that, I'm into it, I'm into it. Yeah, because he said the thing, he said it twice. It's good. Terrible and stupid and stupid and terrible. This will be the last one. This one says, horrible, nothing like the other two movies, only watch it if it's free. It's a waste of my time. And I don't know what else to say, I have to use 150 characters here. Oh, wow, so they really made an effort. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to save us all. They wanted to save the world. From this terrible, horrible movie, which it is not actually terrible and horrible. No, very good movie, actually. I mean, it's fun. It's yeah. I wouldn't say it's a very good movie. I would watch it again. It's I found it really fun. It is fun. Uh, one thing I did didn't mention earlier: the movie, the way it's constructed. I do feel the front half of it, maybe the front third of it, is too much exposition. Like, mm. feels disjointed almost because it goes here, it goes there, it goes here, it goes there. And it's trying to set it all up very quickly. Trying to get to the point where we can be with Rasputin in a room fighting him. But it has to go through a lot of stuff before that. Mm. With I disagree. Maps and pictures of people and... I liked having all of the stuff. Right. Like, well, that was explain. one thing where I was like, I hope the whole movie isn't like this because it's a lot of voiceover and exposition mm. you know i mean i get what you're saying but i actually liked it because i kind of got into the story and trying to understand right the difference between the reality of the history and their fictional version of it so i kind of liked. It. and it's good if you know a little bit about real history to start with so you do understand what they're messing with right i mean it doesn't matter i mean if you know it and then you're snotty about it you're gonna be like oh well that's not how it really happened right so right you know Extras, there are extras, but we watch the streaming versions, so I can't comment on them. But I'm going to give this a score. I'm going to give The Kingsman a 7 out of 10. Nice. I'm going to give it like a 7.4. Nice. Even higher. Yeah. Recommended by me and you. Watch it. So thank you to Disney and Fox for letting us watch that. And next week we're going to watch a movie called Licorice Pizza. Oh my.
Uh-huh. Are you super excited? I've been excited for about a year. Okay. Let's explain. My favorite film director of all time is Mr. Paul Thomas Anderson. Is he the favorite of all time? He is, yes. Okay. The movie Magnolia is my favorite film. It's a hard watch, but it is. It is, it is not a, a cheery movie. <laughs> but it's a beautifully constructed thing, you know? Beautifully depressing. Let's just put that out. If you're going to watch it, no spoilers, except get a box of tissues and a bottle of vodka. And I think... <laughs> or wine or whatever. I'm into all these films, but I also think that There Will Be Blood is very... I feel like There Will Be Blood is like... Ooh, a like classic. A, yeah. Like Literally the, a classic, yeah. Uh, like the I, uncomfortable one, of more even more uncomfortable than Magnolia. And The Master, I also really love. And the only one I don't like is... I was going to say licorice pizza, but I haven't seen that yet. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The one that I didn't like. Inherent Vice. Mm. I need to watch it again because maybe I just was off that day or something. Because mm-hmm. I only watched it once. Do it. Phantom Thread. Also probably a classic. So Paul Thomas Anderson, licorice pizza next week. I might end up watching it twice. Who knows? Uh, might. You know. <laughs> you. It won't be twice. It'll be many multiples of times. So movie recommendations. I am going... With this week's uh, The Kingsman. So I'm going with another Matthew Vaughn movie called The Man From Uncle with Henry Cavill. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Really cool movie. Underrated? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It was fun. Matthew Vaughn likes his spies and secret agents and that kind of thing. And the other movie I'm thinking of from Matthew Vaughn is Kick-Ass. And also Kick-Ass 2, but I think Kick-Ass is the better movie. We you always know? liked Kick-Ass. Yeah, really. That was before like the superhero thing was a massive thing, right? It kind of hit just before all the Marvel movies came out. Mm. So it was really cool. Kick-Ass. It's a different take on superheroes. Uh, For sure. For sure. Yep. And I'm going back to the 90s as I have been, and I will be for all of this year. And I'm just going to throw a bunch of movies at you. Quality is not the issue here. It is just the fact that I have watched these movies. They are on my list. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's the one with Kevin. The Rocketeer, which you like. I really love The Rocketeer. Doesn't that have the uh, mummy guy in it? Yes, uh, possibly, yeah. And Terminator 2, Judgment Day, also one of your faves. Mm-hmm. The original Point Break, not the newer one. The new one was... Garbage. I don't even understand the new one. It was one. really terrible. And I don't say that about many movies, but it's one of those that was like, ugh, ugh. I, I want to rewind. I want to erase it from my brain even. Let me... I- Say something about Point Break. I feel like the new Point Break was actually just another movie that they put the name on because it didn't even feel like it. It didn't. Break. It was not good. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come make up for it by saying Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So that's number two. Not great. Great, but it's at least connected to Bill and Ted and they're all right. Yeah, I love Bill and Ted. <laughs> Excellent. 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 That's it. Those are my five movies from all the right. 90s. All right, Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing one game only this week. Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation 5. Weirdly, Sid Talk has watched quite a bit of Horizon. Weirdly, I've watched you play many games over the you last have, but couple I, of decades. You didn't watch Horizon Zero Dawn, though, did you? No. Let's uh, ask a non-gamer's opinion. What do you think of it so far? Horizon Forbidden West. I love looking at it. I like the idea. The story is very interesting. Obviously, it's a future of Earth with 
combination of AI taking over computers, the idea of preserving the earth or rejuvenating the earth back to like a living organism because everything went wrong. I mean, it's not a new idea, but the combination of how it's done. Yeah, I really, the I really enjoy. Yeah, it's science fiction mixed with lots of like nods to native ideas ish, I guess. I mean, I'm not gonna claim to know, but just it's beautiful to look at. I honestly don't know how you have finished so many games in your life without me there to coach <laughs> you because there are times I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking exactly at the thing you need. And you're just like spinning the fuck around like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't see it. I don't know. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Well, you're, that's how it looks and sounds like you're spinning the camera all around and shit. And you're jumping all over shit. And I'm like, it's right. It's right. It's literally right there. And I'll be like, turn that way. And you're like, what way? What? 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 I'm like, turn that way to your to your right. It's just right there. And you spin around like, vroom, like 360. I'm like, no, just turn a little bit. And see that little glowy thing right there? That's what, that's the thing you need. Oh, oh, I didn't see it. And then you go on. I'm just like, how do you survive without me? <laughs> Unfortunately, we've not pushed the story on much because I've been doing all the side stuff recently. Side stuff's fun though. We did have an evening where we sat in awe of, the story was just unfolding though, wasn't it? Like the, Yeah. And we was like, whoa, this is crazy. But then I ended up getting sidetracked. So we'll probably move the story on next time I play. But it is a really Next cool... Next time. You're pretending like it's not going to be tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool PlayStation game. It's on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. We're playing the PlayStation 5. It is the, probably, I would say, one of the most gorgeous games to date. Like the most cutting-edge game, obviously. It's the newest game out. Pretty nice to look at. It is crazy. I mean, we're getting, pr we're getting pretty close between games and animated movies and games and things all looking the same, really. Good, mm. the level of them. So that's Horizon Forbidden West. What's for dinner? I uh, am possible Whoppers and French fries. Will they be served by a robot? <laughs> no, just, just people. So <sighs> it has been our experience lately that eating out, I, admittedly, I'm someone else is cooking my supper for me, so I am grateful that they exist and that they're there and it's convenient. I get that. I get that. We cook most of the time now, like... I've cooked the last two nights. You cook our HelloFresh. Yes, we get that delivered to us, but still. Going out to eat is a great convenience. I'm just bigging it up because I think Rick Springfield said today it's World Compliment Day. So I'm going to compliment the entire world of fast food for existing and for being there for me when I'm too lazy to do it myself. However, <laughs> <laughs> the number of times that it's wrong lately in the last year... It is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling? Mind-boggling. Is there some secret organization out there who's trying to sabotage all fast food restaurants so that none of us go there anymore? Is that the idea? Because that's what's happening. That's what it seems like. It really does. And now, and I feel for the people working there, there are some who have a really shitty attitude. And I don't blame them. It's not a great job. However, I come across a few that are just wonderful, like super friendly, that no matter how shitty their day must have been, they're they're friendly and they're serving you their your food, not as if it's a burden to them, right? I'm old fashioned. I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But then you come across the ones who I don't trust. And so they hand me the bag. And before I pull away, I'm like, I'll just check this real quick. And they just look at you like, Screw you, lady. One day I said, if I don't look, what happens? I get home. 
It's and all, then something's wrong. missing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, he said, okay, thanks. And he shut the window and I waved. I'm like, my drinks? He said, I gave them to you. I said, no, nope, you didn't. And he like huffed real hard. And then he turned around and there they were sitting. Someone else prepared them for him. And he handed to them to me like, well, here, you know, like that kind of <laughs> shitty attitude. So I get that a lot. So, you know, knock wood tonight when we go, I will pay what seems to be a lot of money. I remember we used to go to Taco Bell when I was a kid, talking about teenager years in the 1980s. Yes, back in the 1900s. You could literally go to Taco Bell with $5 for like three people and get a buttload of tacos, drinks for everybody. No problem. And it's not like that anymore. It is not. You don't get a buttload of tacos. <laughs> you get a, no, you we're ending that conversation. <laughs> we're not pursuing that. All right. So what's your advice and let's go. It's not advice. I'm just making a statement here to the entire world and you can play it to the entire world. And if you, we won't discuss it at length, but if you look back, if you're listening to this in the year 2152 and you want to know what I'm talking about, just go back to whatever today's date is. February of the year 2022, and you can figure out what I'm talking about. I, Sid Talk, have no desire to take over the world, to dominate the world, to tell the world how to fucking live or do anything. I don't want to destroy anybody because they're different from me. I don't want to steal anything from anybody because they have it, and I don't. I have no desire to take over any countries or cultures or religions of any kind. I want the assholes of the world to not exist, but that's not going to happen. And that's it. Again, we all just get along. <laughs> all right. So ascully.com, you can get along with us and go and download the podcast. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're also on anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, wherever podcasts are available. Email feedback to me, ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want to speak to you. Mm, you can. And stay classy, the I'm Kingsman. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Stay classy, the Kingsman. We're going to see another one because they're making the fourth movie this fall. Right on. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves. Because if you don't, trust me, someone's out there trying to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>